0: So, life it can be a little tough sometimes. Everyone needs help in life. What about you? Do you need help? Ever been sucker punched lately? I don't know, maybe knocked down, taking some hits in your marriage, your finances. Well, what about your job? It's time to get back up. Are you ready to fight back? Ready to start swinging at the enemy? Come on. Get back up Well, good morning, my beautiful family It's great to see you all today, and I want you to know something. I came this morning to encourage you. My message today is titled, "Get Back Up." Turn to your neighbor and say, "Get back Up.") you're here or you're watching live on Facebook or maybe you're watching by TV, maybe you're down this morning. And I know a lot of times when we're down, what our temptation is to do is to focus on how we got down, how we got there, how did we end up being down? Or maybe because there are times when we feel like someone knocked us down. And so I know, when you're down, the struggle can be to be so focused on what it is, and how bad it feels, and how dark it looks, and how overwhelmed you feel all the time, and you focus on the negative, and you focus on the helplessness, and the hopelessness. But I came with a word from the Lord for you this morning. It's time to get back up in Jesus' name. I know what it's like, family, to be down. I know what it's like to look in front of you, see no hope, to be surrounded by people with really, really good intentions and still feel alone. The word of the Lord for you this morning is get back up. How do you do it? What are some key components to pull it together and get? What are some secret ingredients that can give you the the ability to look forward again? The word of God is full of comeback stories. And hear your pastor this morning. Yours is a comeback story. time for you to get back up. King David, many of you are familiar with King David's story. It started, he started as a shepherd and stanky old shepherd and, but God had a plan for David's life, just like God has a plan for your life. And so through a series of events, ups and downs, David is king of Israel. And while the other kings and soldiers are out to a time of war, David's chilling out in the castle, in the palace, just chilling out. And he's outside, just kind of walking around, and he notices this hot chick. And because he's the king, and he can have whatever he wants... He had her brought to him. Now, the problem is, is she was married. So after he was with her, he ended up giving the command. Her husband was a soldier, and he had him ambushed and killed. And it, ter- Arguably, the expert in the Old Testament of falling, of being down, is King David. And so what do you imagine? David would say about being down, about falling down, family. It's there in your notes. David writes, the steps of a man, and you know that's the steps of a man, the steps of a woman, are established by the Lord. When? The steps of a man or a woman are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Hmm. Though he fall... He shall not be cast headlong. Why? For the Lord upholds his hand. What David is saying is, Trust me because I know. When you fall, and when I fall, David says, God is there. And when you fall, and when I fall, it's not the end of the story. You, have you ever been in public, family, and you, you've taken a, a stumble? Have you ever stumbled in public? Have you ever done that? All right, now let me ask you this. Have you ever fallen down, de- I mean bit it, in public? Have you ever done that? Wave your hand at me. We, you're not, think about this, because it's happened to me a couple times, and, and I actually have a friend who is an expert in falling. you guys. I mean, she, fa- but we, well, 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 I, I won't tell you who it is, but it's pretty funny. It's like, I want to know you're okay, but I. I kinda like it that you fall. I'm a good friend, right, I'm a good friend. Have you ever fall, I mean just bid it in public. You're not, your concern is not this, right, oh am I okay? Your concern is did anyone see me fall, right? It's like you get up and you look around and it's like did anyone notice, did anyone notice? And and it's like you ask yourself this, <laughs> you ask yourself this question, how did this happen? I don't know how this happened, you know, and you're there and you're dead. There's a difference between stumbling and there's a difference between falling down. When you, da- when you fall and you're down, David has some incredible words for you. When you fall, it's not going to be the end of you. Why? Because God has got you by the hand. Can I get an amen? You're not destined to stay down. Why? Because not if, but when you fall, God is right there with you. He will give you the power. He will give you the divine ability to get back up again. So David says when we delight in God's ways, when our motives are what God's motives are, when we realize that we live for His glory and for His honor, when we fall, we're not destined to stay down. And so I came to encourage you this this morning, family, Number one, sorry, get back up because God is still God. God is still God. David says, family, David says in that that scripture, it says, I've been young and now I'm old. Now I'm older, I like to say. Um, Yet I have never, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or God's children begging for bread. David is saying God has always been good. God's not about to leave you now. There'll never be a time where you can be down and God just says, get back up by yourself. You are able to Get back up, even from your greatest fall, because God is with you. God is with you. I can remember, family, when the doctor came in the room and told us that Pastor BG was gone. I can remember just falling apart, falling apart and a month and a day later being voted in as the pastor. And every day, every single day, Diva would get up to go to work and the kids would get up to go to school and my alarm would go off as if, as if, as if I were sleeping and I would cry all the time, getting ready in the shower, shaving, cry all the way to work and then get here, hey everybody, good morning. Every day, waking up in the morning, God, this can't be real. God, this can't be my life. God, where are you in this? God, I don't want to do this. God, down. Until the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Months and months of crying and dread and sorrow. The Sunday after Thanksgiving, I woke up that Sunday morning and I said, God, I'm tired of crying. And the Holy Spirit, because he's so gentle, he said, Matt, it's time to get back up. But God, I don't have the strength. God, I I don't want to do this. God, I can't. he said, Matt, I'm still God. still God. And I have a plan for everything that you are suffering through. Hear your pastor this morning, my beautiful family. God is still God. And so you can get back up. Even if you don't trust your situations, don't. And even when you don't feel like you even wanna get back up. that I wanna just wallow here for a while. Get back up. Because God sees you and God knows you and God loves you. God is still on the throne. He is still ordering your steps. And this isn't the way I thought it would go. And this isn't the journey that I thought I would have to walk. And I wouldn't wish this on my worst, and I wouldn't wish, God is still God. And you will see the goodness of the Lord again. Get back up. So that's David, an expert at falling. Over in Proverbs, King Solomon starts with writing a warning to wicked people. He starts this, this beautiful passage of scripture by, by just giving a warning. But then he changes it and he starts addressing us. So King Solomon says in Proverbs 24, he says, hey, listen, listen. (laughs) Lie not in wait as a wicked man against the house, against the dwelling, against the life of a righteous person. Do no violence to his home. Why? Listen here, wicked. Don't you try to attack God's people. Why? For the righteous falls seven times, but guess what? And rises again. But the wicked... Stumble in times of calamity. So he he's like, Listen, it would do you no good to plot against God's people. It would do you no good to align yourself with someone that's against God's plan in someone's life because guess what? Sure, they're righteous. Sure, they're followers of Jesus, but they fall. But you, you can always expect someone who's got their eyes and their hearts connected with Jesus to get back up because that's what Jesus does. He rises again. Yeah. So do you. So do you. So if you don't, don't, don't be plotting against God's people. When we're down, we might be down, but don't con us out, right, Aunt Quintette? Don't con us out. <laughs> and then he changes, and he's like, all right, that's for people that would plot against God's people. But now, God's people, let me talk to you. He said, when you get back up, Don't you rejoice when your enemy falls. She got exactly what she deserved. Good, good. It's time that he start facing, yes, good. Get him, God. Get him, God. Don't you rejoice when your enemy falls. And let not your heart be be glad when he stumbles. Why? Lest the Lord see it and be displeased with you and turn his anger from him to who? Solomon's writing to us. And he's like, when you see someone getting what they deserve, that should create no kind of joy in you. When you see someone living living with the consequences of their action, it, Solomon is saying, who celebrates that? Who's like, oh good, yes, suffer. He says, what, what kind of person are you that would do that? And and and, and beyond that, what kind of person that, that who would rejoice in someone else's suffering? You need to know that God thinks that's ugly. God thinks that's ugly when his people are like, ooh yeah, suffer. That displeases God. And so he warns the wicked. (laughs) You better not mess with God's people. (laughs) And he warns us that when you're down, it matters where your heart is when you get back up because we can be down, especially if someone knocked us down, right? Especially if someone knocked us down. We can get up and hold so much unforgiveness and hold so much anger and hold so much bitterness that when we get up, our heart is as jacked up as it was when we fell. And so here's what happens. We end up being in this cycle because of our heart. I told you our heart can be complicated. So we get into trouble and our heart's a mess and we get back up and we dust ourselves off but our heart is still a mess and it's not very long until we find ourselves down again. And so my beautiful family, I want to encourage you this morning. Get back up. Number two, keeping your heart focused on Jesus. Don't get back up with the same jacked up heart. Get back up and take all the pieces of your broken heart. All the pieces. Hear your pastor this morning. Of all, the, get back up and take all the pieces of your broken, betrayed heart. And say, here you go, Jesus. I'm not going down this I'm not going down this same road again. I will make mistakes. I will stumble. And there are times that I will even fall. But can I get a witness? There's a difference between falling one time and falling the same exact way over and over and over and over again. You get where I'm going. So I want you to get back up. And I don't want your heart to be focused on your mama, or to be focused on your boyfriend or to be focused on the one that knocked you down or to be focused. Whew, Whew. okay, How do, I, I, I gotta remember this, I got what you have to do when you get back up is you have to focus your heart on Jesus and just say, to him who is able to keep me from falling, to him who is, a, that's, that's my focus, to him who is able to keep me from falling. It's not about her and it's not about him and it's not about me and it's, it's all about you, Jesus. Get back up, but don't get back up with the same messed up heart because you'll go right back to reacting and responding the way you always did, and before you know it, you're down again. Lastly, my beautiful family, I got a question for you this morning. How are you? How are you? Look, how you doing? If it just us, just uh, how you doing today? What about this side? How how's it going, everybody? What's up, y'all? <laughs> How you doing? Hey. Easy for us, right? Easy for us to just be good. I'm okay. Right? Right? Because um a lot of people, when they ask you that question, they've already in their mind gone on to what they really want to know. You know, so they don't even really listen to the answer. How you doing? I'm good. Okay, so what I wanted to talk to you about was you. Like seriously, like if you you ought to try this sometime, the next time someone asks you how you're doing, like how you doing? Oh, I'm terrible. Okay, um, I regret. You know, <laughs> it's like they didn't even hear you, your answer. They didn't even hear your answer. Oh, I'm terrible. Okay, so we, we, <laughs> so how you doing today? Easy for us to just be like. I'm good, I'm okay. So I want you to just for a moment, pretend that it's just me and you on your iPad, all right? No one else is around. That it's just you and me here in the worship center today, okay? So just pre- pretend that it's just us. Look me right in my eyes. Diva tells me I have beautiful eyes. <laughs> you know she's paid to tell me that, right? Like the, the ring, I put a ring on it, so she has to say that, you know. Too. But, but look, look me in my eyes. It's just me and you. Everybody else is God. It's just God, you, and me here. A harder question to answer is who are you? Mm, <clears throat> who are you? Who are you? I'm so-and-so's wife or I'm so-and-so's dad or I'm so-and-so's mom. Who are you? And when we're asked that question, family, the normal thing to do is for us to, to scroll back, to roll back time, and to go back to, to our childhood and our teens and 20s and 30s and 40s, to start looking at the sum total of all of our choices and all of our decisions. The natural response to that question, who are you, is to look at your career and look at your education and look at your social surrounding. It's it's The, the natural thing is to look at the environment that you were raised in and look at nature versus nurture and who I am and what I've been through, what the typical response to who am I, who are you, is to look at the body of work of our lives, the choices, the good choices and the terrible choices, the things that you had to face the consequences with and the things no one found out about. The thing that is the natural response is to just look at your life in a chronological way to answer that question. And so do you believe that you are merely the sum total of all of your good decisions and all of your bad decisions? Do you believe that you are only the sum total of all of the good decisions of people in your life and all of the bad decisions in your life? How many have found out That just because you serve the Lord doesn't mean that you are insulated from pain. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so if you look at your life in that way, based on all of the good things that you've done and all of the bad things that you've done, all of the terrible choices and all of the wise choices, Pastor Matt, here is my body of evidence. This is who I am. If you believe that, then what I know for sure is today you are down. Because all of us have things in our past that if we allow those things to define us, we can, because we're human and we're not that bright, what we always do is we always focus, focus on the negative and not the positive, you get where I'm going. What seems to stick around and what seems to float on the top are all of the hurts and all of the pain and all of the negative and all of the shame. Don't you wish just for a season of our life that we would just live and remember only the good stuff? But it seems like it's the painful things that we remember more. And so is that the end of your story? Is that the end, period? Is that the end of your story? I'm down because of things that were done to me. I'm down because of choices that I've made in my own life. I'm down, period. If that's the truth, family. If that's what we're all to do, then I have no business being on this stage trying to teach anybody anything because I have a lifetime of really good decisions and I have a lifetime of decisions that I've made that I'm like, God, if I could roll back time five years ago, 20 years ago, do you know what I'm talking about, family? That if I could just roll back time, God, I never would have. How many of you have that deal where, if I could roll back time, God, I would have never gone out with her. I would have never gone out with (laughs) him. What was I thinking? Those of you ladies who were here for Refresh, the speaker, Natasha, so her, Diva, and I went to ORU. We went to college together. So I show up for dinner with them one night, and before I got there, they start talking about the girl that I dated before Diva, the last girlfriend I had before Diva. They're laughing and just getting a great laugh at my expense, hello? (laughs) Is there anybody here that's on my side and not Diva's? Like, they're laughing and chuckling, and I'm just sitting there. And I gotta tell you, it was pretty funny at times. (laughs) But you have those things when you look back in your past, it's like, what was I think? And then there are those things that you look back in your past. And those things, those choices, those things that were done to you and said about you, and those things that you got yourself into, those things They want to define you. And so who are we supposed to believe? The body of evidence? Or do we believe in what the word of God says? Do you know in 2 Corinthians, Paul wrote something so gorgeous about you? Do you know that thousands of years ago, there was scripture was written with your name on it. And so what Paul wrote is he says, we are afflicted in every way. Why can't Christians be insulated from pain? Because Jesus said in this life, you will have troubles. Paul said, we're afflicted, you guys, in every way. Way, period? No. A punctuation that I like, comma. <laughs> We're afflicted in every way, period, would be pretty gloomy, right? We're afflicted in every way, but I need my wild and rowdy second service, but not crushed. Would you shout, I am not crushed! <laughs> no! I may be afflicted, but I'm not crushed, doggone it! <laughs> I might! be perplexed I might be confused this morning but I am not driven to despair let me hear you shout it out this morning family I am not driven to despair no no way I might feel like this morning I might feel like this morning that I'm being persecuted But from your core, this morning, my beautiful family, you need to hear yourself say it. I am not forsaken, say it. I am not forsaken. You might feel like you're struck down this morning. But I get to, as your pastor, to declare this over your life. You are not destroyed. You're not. And there are times that you feel like your ship is sinking. You are not destroyed. Truth. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus. Why? So that the very life of Jesus may also be made known, may be manifested in our bodies. You will live. You will not just survive. But you will live to testify of the goodness of the Lord. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen, family. You are not destroyed. You are not crushed. But you are called and you are chosen and you are fearfully and wonderfully made you are gifted and you are loved and you are graced you are who god says you are and so you might be down this morning i hear you pastor matt but if you could only understand what's going on in my body, I hear you, Pastor Matt, but if you could only feel this sickness that's in me, get back up. I hear you, Pastor Matt. But my family is falling apart. Get back up. I hear you, Pastor. But it's looking like bankruptcy for us. Get back. Up. But my kids get back up. My parents get back up. The fear get Back The loneliness, the despair, get back up in Jesus' name. They thought they had killed him. Death thought that it won, but Jesus got back up, and so will you. You will rise again. You will rise again in the name of Jesus. Get back up, because you are an overcomer. Get back up. You're an overcomer in the name of Jesus. Get back up. It's not the end of your story. In case you haven't read the end of the Bible, the people of God win. We are victorious. Get back up. Get back up. Not even death can hold you down. We think that the, the worst thing that could happen to somebody is, oh my goodness, but then he passed away, or oh my good. When you're a believer, when you're a believer, you won't stay dead. You won't. Because the life of Christ is in you. Get back up. Would you literally stand up with me, <laughs> my beautiful? And would you bow your head and close your eyes, my family? You are not crushed. You are not destroyed. You are not the sum total of all your good choices or bad choices. The author of your story is the master of the universe. The creator of everything that we see. And I want you to, in the spirit this morning, even if you don't feel like it in your body, any area of your life where you can say, I've been down, I've been down, I want you to get back up in the name of Jesus. You will live, you will move forward, and you will thrive because you're an overcomer. But the rumors, you're an overcomer but my reputation. You're an overcomer. Thank you, Lord. That you have the final word. That you're stronger than any disease. You're stronger than any disease, God. You're stronger than any human conflict. You're bigger. any financial lack. This is all about you, God. So we get back up, not in our strength, but we get back up in the strength and the power and the courage and the relentless grace of God. We get back up not in fear about the next time that I fall. or I, We get back up knowing that our steps are established and ordered by you. You are with us. You are faithful and you are true. And we believe what you say more than we believe history. We believe what you say about us. We thank you for that, Jesus. If you'll keep your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you're watching or if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to accept him as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to invite you to just repeat this prayer after me. Would you say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I believe today that you're the Son of God, that you're the only way that I can be forgiven. Come into my life, Jesus. Take away the guilt. Take away the regrets. Take away the lost time. Take away the fear. Take away the shame. I belong to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now to him who is able to keep us from falling in the same way over and over and over again to where it becomes a pattern in our... To Him be all glory and honor and majesty and praise and thanksgiving. You are an overcomer. Turn to your neighbor and say, get back up, baby! Get back up, baby! I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I I can tell you this, I'll be here next Sunday. And I hope you're here next Sunday. God bless you guys.